Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Leanne. And I'm your host, Lauren. Today, oh today, we're getting heavy and we're going to Mustafar. (laughs) And we're going to talk about the battle, the duel between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Literally the catalyst of so much that we know within the Star Wars realm. Mm -hmm. But we're going to focus on Kenobi leaving Anakin, or Darth Vader, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, after the final chop. (gasps) That hurt hurt to say. Yeah, But you know know what we mean, right? You you know what we mean. Um, We want to explore this a little bit because... Cinematically speaking, Obi-Wan and Anakin, so Ewan and Hayden, their fighting, their lightsaber battle is my personal favorite. It's the best. They are beautifully talented with wielding a lightsaber. Mm -hmm. They make it a dance. They are matched in power. They execute it in the way that you would expect two best friends who have known each other. They know everything about each other and they know everything about each other's fighting style and it's representative in the fight scene that we get at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Yes. But it's those final moments that we're going to cover in this episode. Right. Because it's the whole duel with the, they anticipate each other and they know what the other is going to do the entire time, except mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when Obi-Wan uses what he knows from Qui-Gon rather mm-hmm. than what, Anakin Anakin wasn't there when Qui-Gon died, so he doesn't know that whole <laughs> sequence of flipping over a person's head. <laughs> like, right. what happens or what could happen. Right. I just started this uh, question on Tumblr a few days ago, and people were really passionate about their responses. So I thought it'd be an interesting thing to talk about on here because I personally... I don't even, I wasn't even sure what my opinion was when I started writing it. I was just kind of like going through the motions of Yoda tells him you have to go and fight Anakin. And Obi-Wan says, don't send me to do that. Like, I can't do it. Send me to kill the Emperor. And Yoda is just like, no, (laughs) you're not strong enough to fight the Emperor. Yeah. They're pitting Jedi against each other again. Mm -hmm. And best friends. So mm-hmm. I was saying that either either Yoda believes that Obi-Wan is fully capable of killing his best friend or Yoda is oblivious or doesn't care that Obi-Wan doesn't feel like he can do it or he feels like it's safer, that it's possible that Obi-Wan could fail at killing Anakin. That's a better bet than Obi-Wan failing to kill Sidious. And the thing I found interesting is they both fail Yoda doesn't yeah. kill Sidious, and Anakin nope. doesn't, or uh, Obi Wan doesn't kill Anakin. He he thinks he does, you know. I'm sure he assumed that he died because we don't know how he finds out that Anakin has become Darth Vader in a suit, you know. <laughs> but maybe we'll find out in the Kenobi series. Eh? I I really hope so. That would I be hope awesome. So. 
But yeah, the whole thing is so hopeless. I mean, the whole thing is just, what was Yoda thinking or not thinking? It's a very cruel scenario. What on earth? I mean, I guess in that moment of desperation, maybe they just didn't have a good, but Obi-Wan has dealt with a Sith before. Mm-hmm. multiple times well and technically defeated anakin as a sith too yeah yeah as sad as yes. that is yeah so he defeated maul multiple times and defeated anakin i mean he killed maul all the way dead <laughs> yes well yeah, after right. the duel of the or the battle of the heroes but i suppose that maybe they could have fought sidious together Yoda and yeah. Obi-Wan, that might have been. Yeah. I've seen that comment a lot from people yes. on both Instagram and Tumblr that they should have gone together. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately, they didn't. They split up, no. and, of course, brother fought brother. Yeah. And Yoda and Sidious were the battle of good versus evil, you know, in the galaxy. But that whole moment where Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan is capable of doing what has to be done, Right, yes. and the proof of that is when he cuts off his best friend's arm and legs, and then yes. watches him fall into the lava and burst into flames, and still doesn't do anything. Like, not because he's being heartless. I think it's so upsetting he doesn't want to look at this anymore or be a part of this anymore, and that's why mm-hmm. he kind of just walks away. Yeah, you know, was that crueler than just putting Anakin out of his misery? What do you think? I know you have very strong feelings about Anakin and Vader. Yeah, I, first of all, I don't know that Obi-Wan should have ever been put in that position. Right. They were damn near equals as far as strength and, you know, knowing each other. When you would think Yoda would know that. He would think. But since Obi-Wan went, and Obi-Wan was on the defensive, which we know he excels in. I mean, Anakin was all offense. Um... Well, okay, like 98% offense. Um, (laughs) The other 2% was the leg and the arm. But (laughs) I hate to be insensitive. But eh, at the point where Anakin, okay, Darth Vader, whatever you want to call him in that moment, I'm going to call him Anakin because you were my brother, Anakin, were the words that came out past tense because I believe that in that moment, Obi-Wan left him because he didn't see an ounce of the brother he knew. Think about the Anakin that we know from the Clone Wars television show. Um, the pal, the confidant, the the brother, the best friend mm-hmm. who was always there. Yeah, he was a piss pot and a troublemaker and he caused <laughs> a lot of strife. But they loved each other. They respected each other. And I don't think Obi-Wan saw an, even an ounce of that in the person or shell of a person on fire without a few limbs screaming on Mustafar. He just walked away. He yeah. left everything he knew from that past life there on Mustafar. Yeah. He had to. And I was talking to you earlier in Revenge of the Sith novelization, excellent novelization. There is a moment or a quote or, or perhaps I'm paraphrasing that says, even grief is a form of attachment and Obi-Wan has to let that go. So yes. still, at mm-hmm. the moment of like the crux of it all, Obi-Wan is still devoted to the goddamn code. Right. right. And he has to let that grief and that sadness and that attachment to that, whoever he views him as, their 
screaming on fire, he has to let that go. He's got to. Yeah. And he does because Obi-Wan does what he has to do. Always. He always, I mean, he, he even says it in season seven when Bo-Katan is confronting him and said, I thought you cared about my sister. And he says, I still do, but I can't allow that to cloud my judgment. And it mm-hmm. might seem cold hearted, but it's like the way he gets through one hell after another. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's the reason he's in those hells. I don't know, but maybe. Yeah. I don't know that it was crueler. Uh, Mace asked Anakin to kill Palpatine. He was right there. He was ready to just be done. And Anakin said, that's not the Jedi way. And so, like, I guess it's the same fucking thing with Obi-Wan. He doesn't care if it's Darth Vader or Anakin or whatever. He's not going to end that life. It's not the Jedi way. Like, Which I, just to play devil's advocate... Like, yeah, please. perhaps that was ultimately crueler because then yeah. Vader, Anakin, because to me, yes. I feel like it's still possible that he could have been saved right up until they close him in that suit. Yeah, the suit was, that was the end. And so, like, the suit is literally designed to keep him in pain so that he can yes. be in touch with the rage and the pain to be strong with yes. the dark side. So he lives Absolutely. mutilated, a slave to the emperor, in constant pain emotional and physical pain for decades with the regret of all of it yes just throttling his brain and because obi-wan couldn't finish what he started because of the fucking code i would be pissed too in anakin's defense yeah (laughs) i'd hold a fucking grudge too yeah yeah well cut off my arms and legs and let me catch on fire and then just left me there to be yeah enslaved for the rest of my life and, like, how fucking depressing is that since he started his life a slave? I just think that I, I don't have an opinion necessarily. I just find it interesting to kind of circle around these ideas. Yeah. Because I, I think that, obviously, we don't know exactly what Obi-Wan was thinking in those moments. It's pretty obvious yeah. that he's in emotional distress having to do this shit to his friend. And he, mm-hmm. like... I mean, he brings it right up to killing him and then doesn't do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. He goes as far as mutilating him and and leaving him there. And it's like, it's so brutal. It's bad. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's bad. Not, not like he was holding back. But then he, he did right there at the end where it could have changed the whole trajectory of the future. Could it? I was going to ask that question. What would have happened had he just killed Anakin? Maul was still alive. Would Maul right. have taken Anakin's place? Good point. Ahsoka's still alive. Where is Ahsoka in all of this? I mean, obviously, we know where she is physically. She's on Mandalore dealing right. with that. But, like, what if, let's, I don't know, could Ahsoka have done anything before Anakin was put in the suit? I don't know. Well, and she probably was lucky that the Emperor never paid attention to her because she's no. Skywalker's she- apprentice. Everyone's lucky that they disregarded her. She'd have killed them all. <laughs> Sorry. Because at that point, at that point, I could see the bitch going in and just doing all of them in a row. Like, okay, Anakin and the younglings, it would be Ahsoka and everybody in Palpatine's crew. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Hands washed. <laughs> Fuck you, Masameda. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 
She would have been heartbroken and uh, she wouldn't have believed. I mean, cue rebels scene, right? Right. She wouldn't have believed it and she would have avenged him and maybe she would have finished him off, right? Because he's technically, Anakin is not the Anakin any of them knew by this point. But then we come back around to Luke who believed he was redeemable, right? And that he was still in there somewhere. Luke is wonderful. Yeah. Luke is wonderful. Full of empathy and compassion. Total. And maybe because he was more removed, if he had seen what Obi-Wan had seen, yeah, maybe he wouldn't have felt that way. But, I mean, how hard must it have been to see your best friend, who you were literally just, the last time you saw him, you know, they said, goodbye, old friend, may the force be with you. It's I like this, can't. And then the next thing you see is video footage of him literally killing children. Like, not yeah, just... you would wonder, too, what the hell happened in the last hour? Yeah. But... It's not the last hour. They All they had to do was look over the past how many years of Palpatine worming his way into everything. And the Jedi manipulating Anakin and misusing him. Totally. I mean, it's not, it wasn't, it didn't happen in an hour. It happened in several years, decades, if you want to go back to, you know, when Palpatine first got, had his eye on him. Like, well, and like Obi-Wan was aware that that relationship was toxic. Yes. And he had, over time, even, like, Tarkin is a good example, too, where he tries to warn Anakin about being too friendly with Tarkin. Mm -hmm. Fuck Tarkin, by the way. I'm sorry. (laughs) Fuck Tarkin. He's a goddamn monster. (laughs) Yeah, fuck fuck Tarkin. Go ahead. Carry on. (laughs) But then, like, Anakin wouldn't hear it. You know, like, he was too stubborn to Mm -mm. admit these things. And I'm sure part of it is because... You know, Palpatine was one of the people he knew as a boy who were kind to him right from the beginning. And there's a comic book that talks about how Anakin was alienated even as a child and Palpatine Mm -hmm. would pay, like, special attention to him. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not really any wonder to me that Obi-Wan can't see a redeemable person anymore because that was probably very traumatizing. And he had to have known that when Ahsoka left, another catalyst for Anakin turning or at least seeing more dark sides of the Jedi than, you know, he was, he was still clinging on at that point, but it, it, you know, Ahsoka broke open a lot of things that he had been thinking anyway. And then he finally saw. Yes. And so, yeah, that, there was a lot of the eggshell cracking really blew open at that point. Yes, I think so. And I, I don't, it just laid a foundation for him to question everything. Yes. And he should have, it was a questionable Mm-hmm. situation that occurred there were several questionable situations yeah i mean he saw it through his wife and what she went through as uh, a senator and the choices that were made and the hands that were tied of some of the really really good senators that just couldn't make headway in this war and it was, yeah. like, it was unexplainable i mean it sh- shit was shit was corrupt you yeah. know yeah yeah well and i i just rewatched the clone wars episode where they discover what happened to sifo Dyas. It's one of the Lost mm-hmm. Missions episodes. I've only watched it once, like a million years ago. And yeah, they discover at the end that it was basically Dooku who created the clone army. It's mm-hmm. like their enemy created the army for them. And Yoda is the one who's like, we cannot tell anyone. We he even Yeah, says, that doesn't help. We've got to cover this up. And I, I was just like, wow, that's crazy corrupt. I mean, I get why he says that. But still, it's kind of like, yikes, that's not very Jedi. <sighs> Yeah, talk about admitting your wrongs. No, let's just cover them up. Like, yeah, I know Yoda's all wise and everybody loves Yoda, but I, I get really frustrated with Yoda's character a lot of the time. He was 
he had his flaws just like all the other Jedi. He was wise, yes, and he lived a lot longer than all the others, and he was there for Luke, but it wasn't sort a flawless of. path. Uh, yes, right, right. That's why I, I love this scene in um, the Empire Strikes Back radio drama because they do, they say what is implied more so in the film where Luke's been, you know, waiting his whole life and a- apparently Yoda has been aware he's out there and has been waiting for him. Mm-hmm. And then he shows up and he's like, you're too old. I'm not trading you. Luke's like, why did I have to go through all this then? True. Why did you put me through this just to tell me that I can't do it now and you're not going to trade me? Mm-hmm. I'm too old and I'm too angry and mm-hmm. you're the one who let me grow up without coming to tell me who I was when I was a child. Excellent point. You know, and so like when Yoda tells Obi-Wan, you have to go fight Anakin, it's in that same vein of like, aren't you wise? Don't you know that this yeah. is not going to work? Yeah. They're too similar. Yeah. They are opposites in the sense that, like, what we talked about last episode, where, like, Anakin is passionate and Obi-Wan is repressed. Mm-hmm. They are mirrors. Like, they're too similar in their their ability to read each other. It There was no way that was going to go well for anybody. No. And why did they keep asking Obi-Wan to do these impossible emotional trials Yeah, all the time? Yeah. Over and over and over. Over and over the stuff his character goes through all through Clone Wars is crazy. It's crazy. And unfortunate for any one human soul. Let's not forget. Yeah, he's a Jedi. He's a goddamn human, too. Yeah. Uh, the things asked of Obi-Wan are are many, <laughs> and they are great, and they are heavy. I'm surprised he's not more insane like Yoda is. <laughs> Like how maybe we'll see it in the Kenobi series. Yeah, maybe because like, <laughs> it's got to come out at some point. Shit. Yoda got very strange on Dagobah, especially when you jump from how he was in like Revenge yes. of the Sith, and then you go yeah, to yeah. Dagobah, and it's like, wow, yeah, he's he, real goofy. <laughs> he enjoyed living with those frogs way too long. I mean, <laughs> you know, you get a little weird when you live alone for a long time, waiting yeah. for the Skywalker kid to show up, but <laughs> still. Yeah. I um, don't know. I'm interested to see how Obi-Wan, how he does on Tatooine. Because <laughs> clearly by the time A New Hope comes around, he seems to have made some peace with who he is and w- the mm-hmm. situation he's in. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that was not easy at the beginning. No, there was, uh, I mean, Luke is so young that he, you know, can't quite focus on him yet, his well-being. He's just a baby. No one's. No one knows it's him. No one's after him, right? Yeah. So that's a lot of downtime to think about everything that happened and everything that maybe he he could have done to change things or things that he should have done or signs that he missed. And, you know, that's a yeah. lot of time to think about that stuff. To punish yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So here we have Anakin in the suit physically being punished because Palpatine made a suit that would irritate his burnt limbs yeah. constantly to keep the rage flowing as if he needed it. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, right. And then there's Obi-Wan, who's stuck on Tatooine, whether by choice or forced because of the situation, reliving all of his regrets in his own lonesome personal hell. I mean, it's it's an interesting, I, I want to say mirror, but it's not because it's... It's like a juxtaposition. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sad is what it is. <laughs> it's pain and it's sad and it's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Well, and in that vein, like to have Obi-Wan... Now, 
stuck on this fucking miserable desert planet that he hated from the beginning as soon as they landed on Tatooine. It was his idea to go there. He has only himself to blame. But like, this is where Anakin entered his life. So this person that ends up ruining his life, he's now living in the place where he met him. Right. It's like this cruel irony. It is. And God, there it is again, the Qui-Gon factor, if Mm -hmm. you will. Where there is probably shadows of memory of Qui-Gon there and uh, the things they went through. Now, Obi-Wan didn't go with Qui-Gon into, you know, the town and meet Anakin. But, I mean, there's enough there. Yeah. You know. Well, kind of like what we talked about in the our episode about Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon's relationship. That, like, he could, if he was feeling bitter, blame all of that on all the bad that followed on Anakin. If Anakin had never come into his life, would all this shit have happened? So to circle back around, do you think it was cruel for Obi-Wan to leave him? I mean, what what, what is your ultimate decision? Or what do you think that Obi-Wan was thinking in that moment? Or not thinking? Or not feeling? I think he was probably just trying to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rightfully so. Yeah, I think that it was so upsetting that he felt like he had done as much as he could could stand to do but had to Mm -hmm. stop at this point but i do think that that was a crueler choice Mm -hmm. because not only did the galaxy suffer because of it Mm -hmm. which is a lot to put on obi-wan to blame on him which i don't blame him on it but like you know this was a fork in a road and it could have gone a totally different way but because he didn't finish off anakin he didn't kill anakin Anakin physically suffered greatly because of it afterwards and emotionally. But if he hadn't, maybe the Emperor would never have been defeated because it's the thing that led to Luke, you know, coming into the Emperor's presence and that is what turned Anakin. So it's like, I guess these things had to be in place so that that final confrontation could have happened, but maybe that confrontation would never have happened if Obi-Wan had finished what he was supposed to would luke have been trained as a jedi then who knows maybe they wouldn't have even had to go into hiding i suppose order 66 had already happened so maybe they would have had to but well palpatine if he would have lost anakin he would have been on the hunt for his son if he knew for sure or his daughter let's not let's not minimize leia's part in this she could have been an excellent jedi well and i'm sure he he would have killed padme if he knew that 100 percent. yeah without a doubt The whole thing would have just ended. Well, something I would like to see, and I'd like to hear your opinion on this, is I would like a what-if scenario of Obi-Wan going to fight Sidious instead. Oh. Do I think if he would have won? Yeah. I think he would have had a a hell of a better chance than Yoda. Yes. I think it would have been a pretty interesting duel. That's for sure. And if, like, Yoda had fought Anakin instead. Well, not only that, but let's say... Anakin hears let's let's say that Palpatine kills Kenobi. What if Anakin heard about that? Would that have turned Anakin? Or would Palpatine have just fed him another lie? Yeah, would it would that have been the catalyst for him to be like, okay, you know what? I'm done. You killed him. Cause like, truthfully, Anakin's only father, brother, family member was Obi-Wan. So yeah. he feels very strongly about family. Part of that doubt was that he started to feel like a, and saw things kind of the way he wanted to that Obi-Wan and Padme were in league against him. Oh, yeah. And like if, yeah. let's say, Yoda had gone 
to Padme and asked where Anakin mm-hmm. was and then found Anakin. Then somebody made this argument. I think it was on Instagram. They they put this on the post that I had posted about this subject matter. They were saying if Yoda had gone, there wouldn't have been that conflict between Obi-Wan and Anakin. So even if Kenobi died fighting Sidious or if he succeeded, there was still the chance Padme with her children would still be alive. Mm-hmm. That could have been the thing to turn Anakin back. It's very true. Because it all hinged on on saving Padme. Exactly. And if he could have saved, if she'd have been alive, Kenobi dies. He now lost, you know, his brother, mm-hmm. his only family member. That could have pushed Anakin back mm-hmm. into a more reasonable light side state of mind. Yeah. Probably would have still been tormented, though, because he had participated in a massacre at the temple and... Order 66, you know, it wouldn't have been like all rainbows and butterflies. He could have focused that into raising two amazing children and teaching them about the person and trying to build, you know, so that he's never forgotten, Yeah, so to speak. But here, Anakin ends up dying, turning into Darth Vader, Mm -hmm. and it's hidden. It's not a story anyone wants to tell, or they're reluctant to tell Luke and Leia. Right. And... It's a mess. That's a good yeah. what if. That's a good what if. Be really interesting to see that. I'm. Someone was like, "Why haven't I seen this fan fiction yet?" Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time. Yeah, you right. and I, Lauren, we don't have the time. <laughs> I will be writing that kind of sequence in my Dark Side Part Three, but that is Yay. way down the line from here. Oh my god! Yay! <laughs> yeah, like it's a theme. I really am interested. That's why I want to write that whole dark side part three it's all obi-wan mm-hmm. versus sidious yeah yeah he's he's the apprentice but really he's there to like try and see if he can outwit the yeah. strongest sith that ever lived you know and like and it will like when i finish it will tie into revenge of the sith so it will be a fun thing to explore god knows if i'll ever get around to it but i'm just sitting here thinking like Keno- the kenobi and sidious fight would have been Truly something else. Fucking epic, right? Ewan McGregor can spin a lightsaber, let me tell you. Yes, he can. (laughs) And he can do Obi-Wan justice, and I think it would have been a hell of a show, Mm -hmm. (laughs) cinematically speaking. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it would have been fucking great. Can we get a dream sequence and show us that? That'd be awesome. (laughs) I'm thinking of all the ways the Kenobi show could like kind of work that in, and and yet, you know, they won't, but I know, but I would like it. (laughs) <laughs> or maybe like a fan because there's some really good fan movies out there someone could do a short so many fan yeah. film of that yeah yes. i mean somebody redid the duel between obi-wan and darth vader from a new hope and made it oh, like way it more intense fantastic it's right awesome. oh my god i love that thing dude that is so great now this is i'm like I'm sitting here just thinking, like, this is all I want out of my life now. Right? <laughs> well, we really turned this from a dark place into a happy, oh, gee, I hope we get to see Kenobi fight Palpatine. Oh, wow. Well, we love to watch Obi-Wan suffer, but, like, the thing with Anakin is a little too much, so yeah, we just watch well, him suffer fighting Palpatine instead. I'm a sucker for pain because I'm an Anakin stan, so yeah. that minimizes my why I like him as a yeah. character. I find him incredibly multifaceted and difficult and you know i find the fact that he 
A good guy turned bad guy turned good guy is my favorite, and I will fall yeah. for it every fucking time. I don't care what fandom, I don't care what franchise, sign me the fuck up, but Anakin slash Darth Vader was the first. Yeah. You know, I just love the complication of his character. The more complicated, the better, yeah. in my eyes. Which is kind of why we love Kenobi, too, because he's, he's no simpleton. Oh, He's man. an onion of complication that is <laughs> far larger than any Vidalia that I can think of. <laughs> I was going to say. Outback Steakhouse, you ain't got nothing on. <laughs> they have the best blooming onions, I'm just saying. But <laughs> Last week, we asked our listeners if they agreed with us that Rise of Skywalker would have been a stronger story if Rey had been a Kenobi. And we got a lot of mixed results. I will say that the folks on Twitter, when Leanne ran a Twitter poll, said that they did not think it would make the story better. However, on Instagram and on Tumblr, the majority of people seem to think that the Rey as a Palpatine was a really weak plotline and that Rey as a Kenobi would have made a lot more sense. Fwakes31 on Tumblr said, This. I love all of this. You know, I think I could have even coped with Palps coming back knowing Rey had been a Kenobi and not a Palpatine. And I also love the idea that you could say that Anakin and Obi-Wan were on the path of being a dyad too. Totally agree with that. Obi-Wan and Anakin as a dyad? That is a badass idea. I love it. So, as I said, the majority of our listeners and the people who follow us on social media definitely thought that Rey as a Kenobi was a better idea. But the folks over on Twitter did not agree. I don't know what they would have preferred, but they didn't think Rey as a Kenobi was a better plotline. I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree, Twitter. Alright, so our next episode, we're gonna lighten it up a little bit and we're gonna go into the galaxy and discuss our favorite planets. <laughs> yes. God, I wish we could and go to them for real. That's the thing. We're gonna talk about why we want to go to them. The ones we don't like, why we don't want to go to them. We're going to talk about some underrepresented planets that yes. should be talked about more. Um, we're going to cover it all. And we might even be able to tell you a few places you can visit for real in real life. Where they oh, filmed. Oh, mimic that. Yeah, where they filmed. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. It's going to be fun. Join us next week, Planets. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. Remember to follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Plus, you can always find us over at mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Always.